the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed in the program are not necessarily those of this radio station or its sponsors and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. You should always consult the appropriate advisor before making any financial decision. All rights reserved. Now, new focus on wealth with certified financial planner Chad Burton. Drawing from his 28-year background in finance and investing to help you make sense of your money matters. New focus on wealth. Get a new focus on personal finance, wealth management, Wall Street, and the economy. Now your host for New Focus on Wealth, Chad Burton. Always one of my favorite days when we have CFP Chad Burton on the show. He is a certified financial planner. He and I have worked together in financial media for roughly 20 to 25 years in that time frame. Um, great relationship and it's fun watching him grow and how he handles the financial planning world. Him and I also do a series of events together um, where we do retirement planning seminars, wealth creation, and a new one that's coming up tied towards the seven tests of retirement readiness. Uh, it's the next seminar. It's in Foster City, October 28th at the Crown Plaza. So it's a daytime, which should be a little bit easier on the traffic. Um, thanks for being here, Chad. Let's get into our content today, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I like the attitude. Um, and for the record, people can sign up for the event at chadburton.com. That's C-H-A-D-B-U-R-T-O-N.com or robblackshow.com. Chad, this is the time of year where people start to think about year-end tax planning. Yep. Last uh, quarter of the year, we've waited till the very end. Let's talk about gifting to family and charity. Um, if people have a large estate, what are some of the rules that we need to know about with gifting? Well, yeah. And, and part of this before people start gifting is, you know, they need to do a long-term cash flow projection with conservative rates of return, decent rates of inflation, um, and realize how much they're going to pay in taxes as they draw out of their retirement account. So one of the, the seven tests we talk about is just, a, you know, can you pass the, the basic cash flow projection? Do you have enough money to last till age 100? And if you have more than you need, or you're, you know, trying to help friends and family or charities, then you start to think about gifting. And so if we talk about gifting first to individuals, you can gift to as many people as you want, but as soon as you go over $17,000 to a gift to a single person, Rob, you have to file a gift tax return. And that sounds scary, right? Because gift tax return, it, it people assume you pay a tax, but you don't really pay a tax. You just file a tax a gift tax return that says, okay, IRS, I know that as of today's law, um, I can pass on $12.92 million to my heirs without paying any federal estate tax. And so if you decide to gift $17,000 to an individual, if you gift over that, you have to file the amount over that. Notifying the IRS says, I'm using some of that $12.92 now. 
And the reason why this is important, Rob, is because as of the all of the stuff that was passed in 2017, all of the tax codes that we talk about that you know help retirees with Roth conversions and other items like that, everything expires in 2026, and that 12.92 million is set to drop down to somewhere around seven and a half to eight million dollars. Um, so, so people that are wealthier are saying, okay, I might take advantage of this higher amount and start gifting. A couple of things to note. When you, if you want to gift somebody, maybe you're trying to help them with their education or healthcare costs. If you give directly to say a hospital or a college, right? If you pay the tuition directly, you can go over that $17,000 limit without having to file a gift tax return. Um, but why do people gift to get their estates below this number of 12.92 million single or double that if you're married? It's because estate tax can run up to 40% on the amount over that where the government just says, Oh, wait, you, you, you are too successful. You created too much wealth. We're going to just take some of it back and, you know, use it real wisely. Right. I've been doing that exact strategy in the last few years. Um, and I didn't know that there was changes in the numbers of how much mm-hmm. I'm going to be allowed to do, but it's also part of my estate plan. In theory, later in life, I could say, you know, I've already given to my kids. I don't, Yep. Um, I can give it to charities or if I see that they're underachieving, if I see they're overachieving, I could, you know, tinker with the numbers a little bit. So it's been helpful for me and your Brad, CFP Brad, um, he calls me every year and he reminds me of, are you doing this or not? So I like the CFP relationship. Um, I didn't, I didn't know about that. You can pay for school. That's good to know. Cause my, um, how shall we say expensive on that? Cause I've got a kid in private school right now. And, uh, mathematical match there or not. But let's talk a little bit about um, wealthy individuals, Chad. What happens yeah. if you want to exceed that 17000 by a lot? Um, because there are some people that have big chunks of money out there. Yep. Yeah. So one of the ways to do it, let's say your grandparents and um, you want to help grandkids with college education. You got a newborn grandchild. Um, you can do, first of all, as a married couple, Rob, you can do 34000 right? 17000 each person. So a married couple could go and give 34,000 to anybody they want to. If you want to exceed that, if it's for your kids or grandkids for education, you can do five years worth of that number in a 529 plan. 529 college savings account where the money grows tax-free and index funds for kids education. Um, You can do five years worth of that gift uh, and you still control the asset even though after five years, it's outside of your estate. So that's a really good one. When you go beyond that for wealthy individuals, let's say you're trying to get a bunch of money out of your estate for your children or even your grandchildren, but you don't know how they're going to turn out financially. It's a little scary, right? Like, okay, once the gift is gone, it's 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 theirs. Yep. Well, some of the ways to have control over that are things like uh, GST, generation skipping trusts. Um, there's certain other names for it, but where you set up money in an, in an account, um, but you maintain the trustee situation. So you control when the money actually gets distributed. And at a certain age, you could have, uh, you could have a professional trustee, right? Or if you're gone, a professional trustee in place that makes sure the kid doesn't spend money too fast, or you can wait till they're a certain age. Like I like to choose around 45 or so where the child can eventually become their own trustee. And that way they've kind of gotten through the, their, you know, building a financial life, understanding money, 
they've probably gone through their first divorce by that age, right? And that's the where you potentially could lose half of family wealth if you don't pass it on to the next generation the right way. Um, so that's an option. A lot of times when you get into, especially a second marriage situation where you have somebody coming into the relationship with a lot of assets um, and kids from separate marriages, and you're trying to say, okay, I want to protect my my spouse if I pass away early, but whatever's left over, I want to make sure that goes to my children. You can set up things like uh, SLATs, spousal lifetime access trusts, where you gift money into a trust for your spouse. They can take income while they're alive as long as they live, but whatever's left over, and they can't draw out too fast, but whatever's left over will go to your children. Um, so there's there's those there for wealthy individuals. That's all good news. Um, and again, like it, it, it's pretty dynamic for something that a lot of what you deal with is static. It seems I'm not going to say there's a lot of wiggle room, but it, it feels like th- there's options. Is that fair to say? It is. And every option has things to consider. Like okay. for a lot of times people will say, all right, I'm going to gift, um, you know, highly appreciated assets into one of these trusts eventually for my kids to avoid a 40% estate tax. But what you're trading that off with is your kids inherit your cost basis. So eventually they'll pay the capital gains tax potentially. So you're, there's always, okay, what am I, here's a, there's an opportunity, but there's an opportunity cost. So there's a lot of planning and tax analysis that goes into these things. Say hello to a pass that gives you endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. You might call it the suitcases always packed pass or the wait. I get to choose from 100,000 trips pass. The will it be the beach, city, mountains, or all three pass. Or you could just call it what we call it, the Inspirado Pass. Endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. Learn more at inspiradopass.com. So CFP Chad Burton is with EP Wealth, as am I. Uh, we're doing an event October 28th in San Mateo at the Crown Plaza. It is a seven retirement readiness tests, um, i.e. are you ready or not? And I think that's a big psychological, um, Chad, isn't it? As you see clients 55 turn 60, 65, and do they continue working or not? Are they ready or not is the idea, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the seven tests is having a plan because it's like the people, you know, I say this all the time and, and you got to remember, I got into the business at 19. So I was in, started with my grandfather who was 60 at the time, 62 at the time. And so his clients were even older than him. So I was thrown into this world of, of you know, retirement distribution strategies, estate planning, long-term care planning, you know, what happens if somebody goes into a nursing home and how's the other spouse going to afford to live? And, you know, I I quickly noticed the issues of, you know, who was really busy doing things like uh, volunteering, you know, grandkids, uh, golfing all the time, tennis all the time, which is now pickleball, which is, you know, caught fire all over the world. It is really fun, by the way. Um, So all, all the people that said that they were always so busy were always the happiest, the people that retired with no hobbies, um, their entire social network in the office, uh, you know, going from 60, 70 hours a week to suddenly I don't have a job anymore. Um, those are the ones that struggle the most in retirement. And they they tend to see their health decline even more if they're not really focused on health and community and the sense of belonging to a different phase of life. So a lot of people have more trouble transitioning than they do being an empty nester all of a sudden um, or even a divorce situation in some cases. I didn't think about that. So I'm going to have a tough time transitioning because since I was 14, all I've done is work. Um, Pickleball and e-bikes, the number one and number two uh, 
calls for visits to emergency rooms, Chad. Just throwing that down there. You're giving advice to people. Pickleball like pickleball. is too. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, I always talk about when we talk about health and fitness, which is a, a big passion of mine. And hopefully, you know, when we start doing more, you know, pure podcasts is I'd love to get into that side more. It's just such an important part of my life. Um, but I keep reading study after studies is, is first of all, cardio, just doing cardio, running every day is not good for you. I don't care what you say or how good you look now. It pumps cortisol into your system. And um, it's, it's, you know, I can point to a couple of even in my client base of people that looked really healthy, but passed away of heart issues. um, And they were chronic runners. And so when it comes to health and fitness, it's first of all, eat really well, you know, anti-inflammatory diet because inflammation causes so many issues when it comes to healthcare, you know, whether it's tied to your gut or to cancer or whatever it may be, move a lot more, but um, you still have to lift weights at least once or twice a week um, in retirement for that bone density. You know, most of the issues that we have in the United States are from people sitting too much and, um, you know, weak bone structure and everything else, where if you look at other countries, they're, they're sitting on the floor more, they're moving constantly, they're walking up and down stairs. Um, and then, you know, play, they, then they talk about, you know, having a hand-eye coordination situation, whether it's golf or a, a racket sport like tennis or pickleball, riding a bike and swimming. So if you kind of alternate your, your workouts in retirement, but especially, you know, keep that bone structure with lifting weights, it's all very important because, you want to be able to enjoy retirement. If you go in unhealthy and you don't concentrate on your health, you can have all the money in the world and just be miserable dealing with your health problems all the time. And I've seen it over and over again throughout the 30 years I've been doing this. And so I'm more focused now. I don't mind delaying retirement a little bit, right? I'd rather make sure I have the experiences, travel, kids, you know, hella skiing and all that kind of stuff now. And I'll even delay my retirement, but it's part of my plan. It's part of my cash flow projections. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's more of a, a lifestyle planning, I guess, than how much do I have to retire at 65? Okay, let's leave. I'm done. Maybe that's not the right choice for you. You're going to be the cool guy in the retirement home. You're going to be like lifting uh, weights and going on jogs and getting the cardio going and uh, getting everyone talking about your youth and crazy sports that you did. So you'll be the fun one. I'll be the boring one. I'll be in the wheelchair. <laughs> you'll be the guy leading the parade. So let's get back to charitable thoughts uh, because this does tie into retirement. Uh, well, um, I, I think we kind of left off with GST trust and slats. Um, if you want to exceed that 17%. So let's move on to charitable gifts. I think sure, that's next yeah. up. Um, what do we need to know? Yeah. I mean, this is the type of year, right? Where you get all these campaigns in the mail where, that's right. um, you know, you, people really want to try to get their, their, charitable goals when if they work for a charity, you know, funded towards the end of the year when people start to give, especially around, um, you know, November and the giving days. And even at EP Wealth, we fund a donor advised fund and each region gets to figure out which charities they want to donate to, which is really fun. Um, at an individual level, if you're giving to charity or even just tithing to your church, if you're over 70 and a half, the new required minimum distribution age is 73, but if is even if you're over 70 and a half at all, you have the ability to give up to $100,000 from your IRA to your favorite charity, your favorite nonprofit organization, 503C. Um, and what that does is it takes money that's in an IRA that has never been taxed and it goes to charity. You don't pay taxes on it. The charity doesn't pay taxes on it. So most people over 70 and a half should be looking at doing their charitable gifts with their IRA money. 
Um, custodians like Fidelity or Schwab, you can either do it through a form called a, a qualified charitable distribution form, or you can even have a checkbook on your IRA where you're donating small checks to charity. The issue with that is, is the custodians don't report on that, Rob. So you have to be very careful keeping records with your tax return. So over 70 and a half, you know, look at your IRA and people that are under that want to give to charity. You know, there's cash options, obviously, but if you are giving amounts over 500 grand and you, or 500, $500 rather, giving appreciated stock or using a donor advised fund, which we can talk about, you know, in the next break is usually the best way to go so that you can avoid paying taxes on gains on highly appreciated stock and benefit your charity. Hi, this is Chad Burton. If you have questions about retirement and investing, it's time to get some answers. My website, chadburton.com has a ton of resources. There are downloads to help you determine how long your money will last in retirement, links to our webinars, and several videos discussing everything from retirement planning to tax-efficient investing, estate planning, insurance, and even saving for your kid's college. While you're there, also check out our tax planning and estate planning services and our video explaining our online wealth management tool. You can find links to the podcast at chadburton.com and please like my Facebook page, New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton. This invaluable resource is able to show the values and allocations of all your accounts regardless of where they're held. Information is updated each day at the end of market close, and these new numbers are fed into the financial projections we've created for our clients with the goal of constant financial clarity. You can find links to the podcast at chadburton.com, and please like my Facebook page, New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton. We do have an event coming up October 28th in the Bay Area, San Mateo, kind of really a perfect location because it's right next to the bridge or a bridge, um, which will put you easy to get to from the East Bay, from the South Bay, anywhere on the peninsula, San Francisco, Marin, super easy location to get it out of the test retirement readiness and happiness. He throws in that happiness. I think most of us are like, we'll figure out happiness. You just tell us if we're ready to retire. But seven tests go over taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, health and wellness, and much, much more. If you have at least 500,000 investable assets, this event is for you. This event is for me. Through the 20 plus years of doing this with Chad, I'm now starting to get to the age where I have to think about these things. I cannot delay any longer. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com or chadburton.com. While you're at chadburton.com, you can also uh, fill out a form and he'll contact you and help uh, review your readiness already before you show up for the event. You can find where his podcast is, New Focus on Wealth with CFP, Chad Burton. His website has lots of downloadables. That again is chadburton.com. So Chad, you brought up DAF, DAF, and that's yeah. a term you kind of slipped into in the last few years that... A lot of us weren't like, well, what's that? Um, sure. Yeah. Give us a little more color on that. Yeah. Donor advised fund. And um, so Schwab has one, Fidelity has one. And, and let's talk about why this is so important first. So let's just go back and talk about charitable gifts in general. We talked about if you're over 70 and a half, giving directly from your IRA to avoid taxes on, on that money in your IRA and the charity doesn't pay taxes. But most people, when they're, when they're giving to charity, they're either going to write a check or donate appreciated stock. Right. So there's, there's cash. You can donate appreciated stock, real estate, whatever it may be to your favorite charity. The first thing you have to ish, look about, look at is your tax return. And this has changed for a lot of people when, um, you know, in 2017, where all of a sudden people in California and Oregon, people that pay state income taxes, they used to be able to deduct all of their state income taxes on their federal return. 
And so you used to be able to say, oh, what's my home mortgage interest? What's my all of my state, you know, property taxes and income taxes? And they would itemize their deductions. Well, most people refinance their mortgage down to, you know, sub 3%. Uh, and then all of a sudden the IRS said, no, you can only deduct up to $10,000 of your state taxes. So then all of a sudden, a lot of people went from itemizing their deductions back deduction because everybody gets a standard deduction on their tax return or they itemize if their itemized deductions are more. So it's one or the other. And so a lot of times people are giving money to charity, but because of the limitations on state and local income taxes on their itemized deductions, they're actually not able to deduct some of it. So the other day I looked at a return where people were giving $15,000 to charity almost every year, but the first $10,000 was just getting them from the normal standard deduction into the itemized deduction. So they were really only able to write off five grand a year. And they thought they were getting a tax deduction on all of it. They didn't, they didn't understand that because people give all of their information to their tax person and then they just get a return back and they, there's not a lot of conversation very often. So when you are giving money to charity, um, the first thing you can think about is, let's say I have some Apple stock. I paid 10 bucks for it. Um, it's, it's gone way up in value. Rather than giving cash, you can find out the charity's brokerage firm and you can transfer shares of Apple stock in kind over to that charity. And you get the deduction and then the charity can sell the stock and they don't pay taxes at all. So that capital gain is just wiped out. Nobody pays the tax on it. And then you can take your cash and you can buy the stock back if you want and upgrade your cost basis and decrease your future taxes. Um, so if you're doing that kind of a, an approach, giving a highly appreciated stock to your charity and you're all of a sudden listening to this and looking at your tax return saying, Oh my gosh, I am only taking a, you know, standard deduction or I'm losing, I'm not being able to deduct all of my gifts. You can say, hey, look, I'm giving $15,000 a year. I'm going to do that for the next 10 years at least. That's $150,000. So you could take $150,000 of highly appreciated Apple stock, open a donor advised fund at, say, Fidelity or Schwab. You transfer the shares in kind into that donor advised fund. And you get a deduction for that. And you can use that deduction. You can use 30% of that. Uh, you can use that deduction up to 30% of your adjusted gross income. So sometimes you might take a couple of years to write it off and you have to calculate how much is the right amount to give every year, but they're able to write off the entire gift, $150,000 gift into the donor advised fund. Um, so they get the deduction, the money goes into the donor advised fund. You're the in control of that. So you could sell all the stock totally tax-free, reinvest it in a balanced portfolio and dole the money out to your favorite charities over any time frame you want. You don't have to give anything out right now. You could give 10,000 this year. Next year, you could give 20,000 out of the account. You could dole it out in any way, shape, or form, or you could wait forever, you know, for a long time before you give it out. So it's essentially front running and, and pre-funding your long-term charitable intent so you can get a large tax deduction this year, right? So um, in the scenario that we were talking about before, this this couple that I was working with, it was their last year of work. They were about to retire and they were in a very high tax bracket. They had high income. They had a whole bunch of RSUs that vested at work that was allowing them to retire. And they were giving about $15,000 a year, but they, they didn't have much of a mortgage. And so 
when they were giving 15 grand a year, I showed them on their return that, look, you're the first 10,000 only gets you to the itemized deduction. So you're really only getting a deduction for 5K a year. So they were able to take 150,000 of this Apple stock that had a $10,000 basis. They transferred it to the donor advised fund. They diversified it. Uh, they're gifting whenever they want. And it saved them in their case, $63,000 in taxes that year. Wow by doing that. And it didn't mean they gave it all away to charity immediately. They're still in control of that. Um, so we often do this with people that when they're in retirement, we'll couple that. Well, let's say you're in retirement, your, your income taxes aren't that high anymore, but you still have these charitable gifts. And because of income limits and everything else, it's, you, you know, people either aren't being able to deduct it or they're giving so much away that they're it's, it's above what you're allowed to take every year. So one of the things you can do if you're retired and you say, I want to leave Roth IRA money to my kids or create a Roth IRA account, you can make your large donor advised fund gift. And then you can take a bunch of money from your IRA, convert it to the Roth. And that gift that you gave to your donor advised fund can offset the tax for that large IRA to Roth conversion. So you fund your charitable intent, you avoid the capital gains on the stock that you fund it with. And then you're able to move a bunch of money from your IRA to a Roth account that's going to grow tax-free forever and also helps you reduce your required minimum distributions on your IRA. That's a lot to process. Yeah, that's a lot. That's the, my, it's the, I guess, funnest (laughs) type of financial planning when you're, when somebody has a charitable intent, there are so many great options out there um, that, you know, saves in taxes, benefits the charity, creates income, other other things like that. Interesting that you brought up Apple at $10 a share, June 10th, 2010, just 13 years ago, roughly. Um, now at $175 a share. Let's talk quickly, and we only have about two to three minutes. So let's just get into the charitable remainder trust, which is a different play than the donor advised funds. What do we need? Yeah, so charitable remainder trust is really, I need income now. Um, I have a highly appreciated stock that I want to diversify, but I don't want to get killed in taxes. Um, but I do have in charitable intent, I want to leave some money to charities when I pass away. So for example, if you get that million dollars of Apple stock at you know $10 a share cost basis, and you got, you know, I own too much of this, I need to diversify. Um, but you don't want to pay, you know, 23.8 federal taxes and 13.3% California state taxes. So what you do is you set up a, a charitable remainder trust, you transfer the stock in there, um, and you start taking money out. You diversify tax. There's no current taxes. You can put the money in the charitable remainder trust, diversify it, start taking an income. Usually it's somewhere between 5 and 6% a year is the common amount that you're pulling out every year. Um, and you get a big tax deduction for doing that, which we often couple with that IRA to Roth conversion idea. Um, and so what happens is you have this account that you're pulling the normal draw rate that you pull out of retirement accounts anyways, which is typically, you know, somewhere between four to 6%. And whatever's left over in that account goes to charity when you pass away. Um, so it, 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 one of the things that you want to do is, is you don't know if that charity that you love now is going to be good later. So you can actually have the ultimate charity be, be your donor advised fund because on your donor advised fund account, you can name the ultimate beneficiaries and change those often. If you pass away what's left in the donor advised fund, where's that eventually going to go? You get to change that. So there's a lot of flexibility with that one and a great way to produce income and get a tax deduction. A lot going on there. We only have about a minute. Let's talk about the seminar and then we'll come back to some new content. 
um, seminars coming up um, October 28th. It's a daytime event, which we haven't done in quite a while, which I think we used to do more daytime events, but then you and I had kids and we kind of tried to spend time with our families on weekends per se. Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. Uh, seven tests of retirement readiness. Um, what's the reaction you've been give, getting as you've been giving this new uh, webinar seminar? Uh, well, I mean, people like checkpoints, right? That's right. Um, and, and so it gives them a lot to think about, whether it's cash flow, whether it's taxes, whether it's health and, and mental <laughs> happiness when it goes into retirement hits all the high points. And then we have other events that kind of really go deeper into each of the seven items or even podcasts that go deeper into those. But it's really an all-encompassing event to give you an idea. Are you on the right track? It's good to know because you don't want to retire and be wrong. So I think that's important. Seven tests of retirement readiness. You can find out more at chadburton.com. It's chadburton.com or robblackshow.com. It again is October 28th, which is Saturday at the Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. Invest, earn, and save. Those are three of the big words that I use on a regular basis. Um, But we have to add maybe a word, um, plan or efficiently, um, tax use. And I'm not quite sure what the phrase is at this point in time. CFP Chad Burton is with me. He's talking about some of the content that he goes over on his podcast and his live seminars. Uh, You can find out more about him at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. Big event coming up October 28th of 7 Ready retirement readiness tests. Um, So it's basically seven sections and you should be able to pass them all if you're getting ready to retire and or consider addressing those issues sooner than later with the CFP or on your own. You learn more about the event October 28th, Crown Plaza. Great location, right in the middle of everything in the Bay Area. You can sign up for the event 10 to noon at chadburton.com. Dad, we've been talking a lot about charitable issues this um, podcast, broadcast. Talk a little bit about tax, tax loss harvesting, tax loss harvesting. It sounds like something you should do in November because it's uh, towards the harvest month. I guess it's kind of in the same vein. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, between now and the end of the year, towards the end of the year, you have to be careful because um, certain mutual funds and ETFs pay dividends. And so you have to be aware of when those come in. Oh. Um, but the the idea of tax loss harvesting is, you know, it's been an interesting year in the market, right? The S&P 500 is up quite a bit. The NASDAQ is up quite a bit. Both indexes are still down from January, or January 3rd, 2022, right? So it's been a tech recovery, but it still hasn't recovered what it lost in 2022. So there's a lot of areas of the market. Well, for example, if you take out about seven, eight stocks out of the S&P 500, the return would be would be flat to negative. Right. Um, so there are a lot of areas of the market that are slightly de- negative, certain areas of small cap, which, you know, fundamentally, um, yeah, you've got some headwinds, but price-wise look attractive for the very long term. But with that said, you look at your portfolio and say, okay, am I going to have any capital gains from anything that I've had to trade or trim throughout the year? So this year, for example, we've trimmed back on equities um, as the market rallied. Um, and we have capital gains in certain accounts when we've had to rebalance. And so this time of year, we look at things that, are there, is there anything that has showing a loss in a taxable account that we can sell to offset those gains? Um, if you have capital losses and you don't have any capital gains to offset that, you can carry that forward indefinitely. You can use 3000 a year against any ordinary income, but use it, you, you can bank an account, you can create a, a capital loss account, essentially, Rob, that when you retire, if you start to draw money out of your taxable accounts and, and sell stuff for a gain, it's like a bank account with the IRS, right? It's You can build up that amount. So it's, it's really saying, I've got a position this year, it might be in your California tax-free bond fund showing a loss. So you could you know, sell your California tax-free bond fund and maybe buy a California tax-free ETF that's slightly different and 
bank that loss, right? You still stay in, but you in just a different form of the investment. And you can use that loss to offset other gains that you might have created on selling some S&P 500, selling some Apple, selling some NVIDIA that you trimmed. Um, so it's, it's really important to do that active loss harvesting in, in a portfolio. When does your year end? Is it more like December or April? Uh, well, there's there's two really really busy parts, and one is right towards the end of the year. So yeah. our CF, our you know certified financial planner practitioners, our tax team, they're very busy doing for retired clients year end tax analysis and IRA Roth inversion analysis because it's very important to do that, especially from retirement age to age seventy. If that's when you're taking Social Security, and it changes again at seventy three when your RMDs kick in. So the golden age to really do a lot of tax planning is the date of retirement to age seventy. That's when your taxes, you can keep them very low and concentrate on moving money from your IRA to your Roth at a really low bracket so that later on, you've got this large tax-free account that you can draw on and way more control over your tax bracket. So for example, let's say um, you know you retired at 65 and you have cash that you can live off of um, and your taxes are really low. A married couple filing jointly you can have $90,000 plus at least about 30000 of standard deduction and pay more... No, 12% federal tax, 12% federal taxes on that $89,000 of income over their standard deduction. So you can move quite a bit of money from an IRA to a Roth and beat a very low bracket. You have to work with a tax advisor. You have to realize that if you're under 65, there's premium tax credits for healthcare. There's, there's a lot of things that go into it, but it's a really good opportunity to think about having lower taxes for longer. You know, when you and I are working and we have a paycheck, right? We're always thinking about how do I pay the least amount of taxes this year. Once you hit retirement, it's how do I keep my taxes low for 35 years? What is the best long-term strategy now that I have a limited resource to live off of, which is my savings? CFEs do a lot more than just investment advice, obviously tax efficiency and, and maximizing the years when you should do it and when you shouldn't do it. I'll be honest, Chad, um, I think that's one of the bigger things that CFPs add value to me because I don't really like taxes. And I certainly couldn't recreate this last hour that you've done with me to talk about charitable gifts and tax efficiencies. Um, it's a lot of content. It's a lot of education that you have to go through. Um, any other thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, what you said there, dude, I run into a lot of people that they're paying, you know, 1% or more for a pie chart portfolio that's managed by somebody. And if they're not bringing up these issues and helping you with your tax planning, your estate planning, your long-term financial projections, if that certified financial planner, that advisor, so-called advisor can't tell you what, um, you know, your projected tax bracket is going to be when you're 80, then you are wasting your money, right? You should be getting all those other services for that amount of money. And so that's why it's, you know, certified financial planners are changing to tax insurance, retirement planning, estate planning, and investing. So investing is, even though that's what we charge on, right? They, that's a very small portion of what we really do. Doing people's taxes helps, estate planning helps. It's it's things that kind of blow me away that I've been putting off my whole life as I was accumulating wealth. So it's coming to, I guess, harvest or it's coming to uh, time to do those services. Anyway, thanks so much, Chad. And we will see you October 28th at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. It's the seven tests of retirement readiness. You can learn more about Chad at chadburton.com. His show's on Wednesdays usually. But his podcast is available worldwide at Spotify, Apple, and other places. Um, new Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton. I'm Rob Black. Three. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.